I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hey there, and welcome to Lead with Impact. My name is Brian Rollo, and I am pleased that you are with me today. We are going to talk about something that is just so, so important. Now, I don't know when you will be listening or when you are listening to this, but as I'm recording it, where I live, we are in the middle of a crisis situation. And the point of this is not necessarily to talk about the crisis situation that we are in at the moment, but to talk about how to lead in any crisis. Because although each crisis is going to be unique, the principles that you need to lead people through them will stay the same. There's a saying I like to use, and that is simply this. You may not have chosen crisis, but crisis has chosen you. So if you find yourself in a leadership position during crisis, you may not have chosen to be in this situation. You may not have chosen or even wanted to be the person that everyone else is looking up to in crisis, but you find yourself in that position. And the principles that we're going to talk about certainly are applicable to business, but they are also applicable to situations beyond that. So I just think it's crucial that we all sort of talk about this because in one way or another, virtually all of us are in one sort of leadership position or another. And the first thing that I want to stress is that crisis, by very definition, comes at us when we are not expecting it. A crisis is a low probability, high consequence event. In other words, crisis doesn't come at us all the time. If it came at us regularly, we'd be more prepared. For instance, in the winter where I live, you know it's going to snow a certain number of days every winter. We don't like it, but we know it's going to snow. And in the summer, we know it's going to rain. It may not be enjoyable, but these are high probability events. We know they're going to happen. So when it does, it doesn't really throw us for much of a loop. Crisis is different. It comes at us only once in a great while. And crisis is high consequence. In other words, when crisis comes at us, not only is it unexpected, it carries sky high consequences. In other words, if we don't deal with it and deal with it now, bad things can happen. So that's what makes it crucial that as leaders, we are, if not prepared for the initial event, prepared at least to act and know how we need to behave to help people get through the crisis. So I'm going to share four basic principles 
And this will take just a few minutes, but I think these four things are really, really important. The first one is very simple. You have to remain calm. This might sound easy, but it's not during crisis because almost everyone else is having the opposite reaction. In a crisis, the normal behavior that we can expect from people is for them to lose their minds. A panic seeps in very quickly and everybody starts to get agitated. People start behaving in ways that don't make sense. Fear starts to rule. And it's very easy to get swept up in that. But as a leader, you don't have that luxury. You don't have the luxury of panic. You must remain calm. A good way to picture it is the eye of a hurricane. We know when a hurricane comes, if you get hit by that hurricane, it's crazy. Wind is blowing all over. Things are flying through the air. Destruction is happening all around you. But if you were to look at an overview, as I'm sure you have, you know there's an eye of that hurricane. And in the eye, actually, everything is calm. Everything is okay. So you are the eye of the storm. You are the eye of that hurricane. Madness is happening all around you, but you are staying calm right in the center. Because again, you know you don't have the luxury of going crazy. You need to be the one that stays calm, that thinks clearly. And to use another metaphor, if panic and fear are a fire in people, your behavior and your emotional state will either put that fire out and help them remain calmer, or if you panic as a leader, that's throwing gasoline on that fire. And the panic that was at one level becomes even worse because all of a sudden the leader is showing signs of behavioral fear and panic, which means what should the rest of us do? We should panic more. So step one, remain calm. Now, you may privately need to go in the corner some, at some point, may need to step aside and say, you know what, I am sort of scared. But you can't let that show to anyone else. You have to put on that face of calm, that demeanor, that you are going to be able to take people through this situation. Second one, you have to be visible. If you are a leader, your first instinct may be to huddle privately and plan things out and maybe create a leadership advisory team and talk about things in private and make plans. Those are all good things. Those have to happen and should happen. But you have to find ways to be visible too. Because this is sending another message that you are invested in solving the problem and that you are right there at the forefront with the rest of the people that you lead fighting the problem. Remember, perception is reality. And in some cases, perception beats reality in people's minds. So if they don't see you, the thought is that you are not invested in the fight, that you are backing away, maybe even hiding from it. But when you are visible, out there on the front line, so to speak, the subconscious hidden message is, this leader is with us. They are fighting the fight with us, and in fact, they are taking the lead. Follow them.
So being visible, point number two. Point number three, or principle number three, over-communicate. Usually people say communicate, I'm going to tell you over-communicate. Because you almost can't communicate too often in the middle of a crisis. The trap here that leaders sometimes fall into is thinking that we don't have the whole situation figured out yet, so we're not going to say anything until we do. And the second part of that is thinking, well, if we don't say anything, maybe people just won't worry about it. But if we are transparent about it, maybe that will make matters worse. Both of those are fallacies. First of all, people don't need to know that you know everything in order for you to communicate. One of the most important things is just communicating the process and letting people know where you are in the middle of that process. So you don't have to come to them with a full solution. You can simply say, this is our goal, this is our plan, here's where we are. When we know more, when we get to the next point, I will be back in touch with you. Because again, you almost can't communicate too often. This lets people know, again, that someone is on the job, someone is working on this, and that a solution is coming. And as far as thinking that silence will quell people's fears, human beings don't work that way. When they are in a crisis state, when they don't hear anything from the people leading them, they will invent their own stories. We will start to assume the worst. And in the lack of any message, people create their own. And in a panic state, that message is almost always bad and harmful to the overall team. So over-communicate. Talk about the process and make sure that people know you are on the job working and they have a way also to reach back out to you. Make sure those lines of communication are open and used frequently. And the last principle is when you make a decision, you have to make strong decisions. So this is not the time for equivocation and it's not the time for ambiguity. You know, crisis really is built on ambiguity. And in some ways, that's the worst part. People just don't know what's coming next. So, again, we assume the worst. As a leader, your role and one of your biggest jobs is to kill ambiguity. You want to take any ambiguity, or at least as much of it as possible, and reduce that to certainty. We do this by making sure our decisions are spoken clearly, they are spoken, again, without equivocation or apology, and they are very, very direct. This may be a change in the way we make other types of communications, but in a crisis it is so, so important to lead with strength. because. People are fearful. They're looking for strength. They want a hopeful message. And you need to let them borrow your strength. So that means you come out with a strong message that lets people know someone's in charge and that everything is going to be okay. So those are our four principles. One, stay calm. Be the eye of that storm. Number two, be visible. Perception is reality. If people can't see you, 
they are going to wonder if you are really with them. Number three, over-communicate. Don't think that being quiet is helpful. It's not. Communicate the process and let people know that they have a way to speak back. And lastly, strong decisions. Kill ambiguity. Make sure people can borrow your strength. So these are the four principles of crisis leadership. I hope they help you in work situations and beyond. If you have questions, feel free to shoot me a message. Happy to talk about it. You know you can find me at brianrollo.com or on LinkedIn by searching me there. I hope all goes well with you. I hope whatever crisis you are in, you get through it with strength. Go out there, have a great day, and lead with impact.